senatorial candidate, as, as we should say, write-in senatorial candidate in the state of California. Edwin Duterte joins us, and uh, we just want to know, uh, of course, uh, how do you feel on the eve of Election Day in California? Hey, Mike, I'm quite on the eve of the primary, primary uh, last, day, last day of the primary. Uh, I feel very good. You know, I, I think uh, there is a, um, a movement going on uh, you know, in, you know, as, we, as we've seen in the country. I think uh, it, it's spilling over to California, where traditionally California is in blue. Uh, but I think with the, uh, with the recent event, so I think... Uh, Okay, so I, I think a lot of uh, things are going on that are, are making it easier uh, uh, for Republicans to uh, get in office. I, I really do believe there is a red wave and it's spilling over into the California area. You know, we, we've been seeing that with Oregon, where uh, they say that Oregon may actually flip uh, in, in different directions, especially in the congressional races and in the state capitol. Um, how many districts... Uh, you know, in, in, in the, at the state level, do you see in California, um, you know, uh, possibly flipping over uh, to red? Because we, a lot of people forget California has produced essentially uh, three terms of Republican presidents. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, well, technically four, but uh, three officially. Uh, one was kind of cut short. But you had uh, Nixon, who was uh, elected for one term and uh, elected for a second term, but he resigned. And then you had Reagan with two terms, uh, both of whom were Republican uh, uh, presidents. And then, uh, of course, right. the very famous Arnold Schwarzenegger, who always wanted to be president, but the sad fact that he was born in Germany prevented that, or so he claimed. Um, uh, and, and, and you have a lot of other years of Republican uh, conservative life in California, which is unthinkable for people now. For people my age, you know, I'm 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 50, uh, and and a little bit more, but let's just say 50. Uh, and when I was in high school, <laughs> California was the opposite. Exactly, it was uh, it was a red state. Uh, do you ever see it going back to that, to being a fully conservative uh, territory again? You know, it, it's it's really hard to say that it will uh, ever go back to being red. I, you know, being part of the California Republican Assembly, um, I wish and hope that we can turn it uh, back to red. And there, there's a possibility, you know, if people come back to their senses, if um, you know, if Californians see how bad uh, our state has become under uh, liberal, progressive, Democrat rule. Uh, I do hope hope it, um, you know, it, but who knows? You know, a lot, lot can happen from now until, you know, until the next few years. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I would like to think California is, is smart and we can uh, be more... Um, uh, more conservative, uh, so yeah, we'll see. You know, look, looking at what uh, what the current leadership uh, is doing uh, with uh, with Newsom, uh, with Biden, with uh, you know, with even Rob Bonta, you know, uh, Filipino American Rob Bonta, even with his um, uh, liberal views and how he passed, or he was one of the leaders for Prop 47, which uh, created a an environment. Uh, uh, for criminals to thrive uh, as criminals, and um, for him being a current 
uh, attorney general and having uh, district attorneys like uh, George Gascon, um, I really do believe that uh, you know it's creating an environment where people want to get back to uh, how California was uh, a successful state, a, a business, a thriving business environment. Uh, I think people really long for that. And, uh, you know, so ho- hopefully we can get back to, uh, you know, to the California dream and hopefully we can, we can realize and reimagine what it was like to be prosperous. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 could go, it could go either way. You know, people could get smart or uh, the Democrats can, can foster and fester a, a, a really bad electorate. There has always been talk that California has been, you know, basically, you know, the golden state, the state that everybody wanted to be a part of. And, you know, uh, the, the song used to be, I left my heart in San Francisco. You know, everybody was kind of like excited about life in California. Growing up there as, as, a, as a kid and as a teenager, because I did go to elementary, both elementary school and high school in California, both in North and Southern California. Uh, now the song is, I'm leaving on a jet plane, get me out of here. Uh, everybody's just, you know, out, out the door and on their way to Texas, Arizona, uh, you know, and, and, and moving away as fast as they can. And their biggest competitor is the state I'm in, New York, where everybody seems to want to leave too. Um, but the situation is, is different in California in that congratulations in Mendocino, there is a Chevron station selling gasoline, I believe, at $10.28 a gallon for premium, nine sixty only for standard, uh, you know, uh, regular uh, gasoline. So, so how does that affect you, uh, you know, being in an opposition party uh, while the other party in California is trying to figure out what they're, what they're going to do about gas prices and transportation and food prices, which is a major concern also. Right, right. Well, you know, just like you, you know, I'm, we're about the same age. Uh, you know, I was born in the, in the late 60s, uh, grew up and enjoyed uh, Northern California in the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, where everything was very prosperous. Uh, you know, in Northern California, we have uh, Silicon Beach, or I'm sorry, Silicon Valley, and Silicon Valley was... You know, it was just a uh, a haven for entrepreneurs, uh, where you, know, you had guys working on you know working on uh, tinkering you know, little mechanical things and creating supercomputers uh, that were the size of the uh, size of your desk and the size of your your palm. Uh, so California really had that environment. And really, people looked up to it. People you know made a lot of money. People had uh, you know just thrived and made the, made the world better. Um, you know, but now we just, we've just gone crazy, you know, with gas, you know, going to $10. Um, and with the high, you know, California has the highest taxes, uh, highest gas and fuel taxes of any other state. And, um, you know, even as recently as the, the last few days and the last few weeks, uh, the, the Republicans uh, in the state Senate, or in the state uh, Senate and the, and the state assembly, have, uh, you know, introduced bills to have a gas tax holiday. I think we pay over 50 cents a gallon, um, you know, highest uh, amongst the the other states. And the Democrats refuse uh, to budge on that. Um, you know, Newsom has uh, has you know has made it made it uh, their uh, their agenda to not uh, allow for any more uh, you know 
oil and gas production in, in our state. Uh, yeah, but the funny thing is, is in California, you can't even buy uh, or uh, import uh, gas from other states. Uh, it, 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 it's just not, uh, it's just, you just can't do it. Uh, so that's, that, that's really hampering the supply. And, you know, and I, I am, you know, being a Republican, being a Californian, we want clean water, we want clean air, we want a cleaner environment. Uh, but as we do that, we could still do things that, that will improve, uh, you know, fossil fuel, make that cleaner, make it more efficient. Um, you know, while we develop, um, alternative forms of fuel, you know, solar, wind, um, you know, water, uh, water power, and, and so forth. I think but we're, we're just not there yet to go um, to go cold turkey. Um, you know, so I, I would, you know, I would really be on board with a lot of things that uh, that the Democrats are saying, but their but their actions just don't speak that. You know, I, I don't know uh, how we're going to replace the fuel, uh, how we're going to replace the energy. Uh, you know, if we were uh, you know, serious about uh, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel, we would have started to create more solar opportunities. Uh, we would create more uh, energy opportunities, but we just haven't. So it just seems like the Democrats and the progressives uh, are trying to tank, uh, tank our, uh, our economy, uh, tank uh, the state, and you know, by, by tanking the California state, uh, I think it, it'll spread and, uh, and make... Uh, the United States even less competitive uh, in the world stage. You know, when you, when you talk about California, there was a time I remember growing up when, when they used to teach us in high school, uh, California, if it left the United States and stood alone, would be the seventh richest uh, economy in the world. That was back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, you know, right. just before that whole dot-com collapse in, 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 in the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s. But... At one time, it would have been the seventh largest economy in the world. And now I hear it would be probably eligible for World Bank and IMF assistance um, because of the extreme levels of poverty. Homelessness is crazy. Uh, you have a crisis where people who are citizens, residents who live in California, people I went to school with who have for five, six years... 10 years in some cases, technically been homeless, living out of their cars and, you know, renting just rooms rather than houses in order to survive in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles, uh, just to work jobs that essentially just allows them to exist. Uh, they would love to live right. in California, but there's no way they can do it. H how do you deal with that if you are elected? Well, I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Uh, you know, I think number one is we have to uh, save the industries uh, that are threatening or on the verge of leaving uh, California. You know, you have, uh, you know, some, you know. I, I think a few of Elon Musk's uh, uh, companies have moved to Texas, and uh, several companies just can't stay competitive uh, in California. So the, the high taxes and the high regulations. Uh, we really have to do something about that. Um, you know, with with the with the surplus that the governor has stated uh, that he's collected, uh, you know, you know, you can make an argument that because we have such a high surplus, uh, that we're overtaxed. Uh, so, uh, so we should rebalance and relook at uh, the tax rates, uh, you know, for businesses, uh, and uh, you know, let's, let's bring that down to something that is reasonable, something uh, where it's 
advantageous to both uh, the state government as well as uh, the private uh, private companies, uh, you know, that are painted. So I think I think that can be done. Uh, I think there can be a lot of uh, legislation to uh, reduce uh, the heavy regulation and uh, you know and really you know make it more fair because it's it's just not fair for a company to uh, you know to start and before they do anything they're 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 out of uh, you know out of pocket several thousands of dollars just in uh, regulatory uh, you know just in you know starting the business uh, you know if they're going to start an LLC or 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 any other. Um, you know any other organization type right? uh, that the, the state just doesn't uh, you know over over fee uh, because really fees are taxes and we just have to you know make sure that the fees make sense uh, in comparison to uh, some of the other states and we have to be competitive uh, you know with that and, you know in terms of uh, you know uh, getting you know uh, finding ways to uh, increase wages you know we we just have to. You know, look to our you know look to our education system and say, you know, what are, what are we teaching our kids? And you know, and can we, uh, you know, promote jobs that uh, you know that are higher higher pay instead of really focusing on minimum wage? I really think that we should ma- maximize our opportunities. Um, so there's just a lot of things that we can do, and you know, both on a private you know uh, encouraging private sector and uh, really getting the most out of our workers and really make them as efficient. So they could, you know, they could stop, uh, you know, working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours so they could share a one bedroom, uh, so they could share one one room in a five bedroom home and while still paying $2,000 a month in rent. I think that's ridiculous. Um, But there's just a lot of things. We just have to bring back the California dream and reimagine what California used to be, and uh, and and grow with those with new opportunities that that are gonna you know be presenting itself. You know, uh, there is a vote and a way to vote for you. Explain to us how people can vote for you. Uh, mail-in ballots. It's already the the, the the time has passed, right? They they can't mail in the ballots anymore, or they, or they can just at the last minute. But what district are you running in? Tell us about the vote because you are a write-in candidate, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I am a writing candidate, and my district goes from uh, Malibu to the north, you know, all the way down to uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, going down the coast, Calabasas uh, to, to you know, Woodland Hills, Santa Monica, um, uh, Playa del Rey, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, all the way down to uh, Palos Verdes. Uh, so there's about a, uh, I would think, I think it's about a million and a half, two million people in my district, and uh, you know, we are going through early voting right now. Tomorrow is the actual uh, last day for the election. So people can, can go to the polls, and uh, when they see State Senator District 24, uh, they can write my name in. If they have uh, their physical ballots or mail-in ballots, they can mail them in uh, as late as tomorrow. Um, and they can still write my name in, uh, you know, Edwin Duterte, um, as, uh, as a write-in candidate uh, for State Senator District 24 in California. So let's go over the what are the what are the towns again uh, that that or cities that that uh, people need to know. So starting with Malibu, Malibu County, going south. Can you repeat them again? What the, towns? Yes. So so then so uh, uh, on the north part of of um, Los Angeles County, uh, it starts from uh, 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 Malibu, Calabasas, uh, down to Woodland Hills, uh, West Los Angeles, 
that I believe are on the verge of, of, of turning. Uh, it's just a matter of you know, hopefully we can get a Republican out of the primary. And my, you know, like I tell a lot of uh, the candidates that, that I talk to, uh, I really think that we should focus on uh, economic, uh, you know, economic uh, issues because that's that's at the forefront of it. Uh, you know, with the high gases, gas uh, prices, uh, with the high inflation, uh, I really think that those are the opportunities. So I would like to see more, uh, you know, uh, more, uh, you know, involvement at some of the uh, some of these, um, you know, where. Uh, the candidates go in front of like Costco and really, uh, you know, promote, uh, you know, some of our economic policies. Um, you know, I, you know, I am a staunch uh, pro-life candidate. Um, you know, but I think in California, uh, you know, pro-life is maybe a, a third or fourth uh, issue uh, for uh, conservatives and Republicans to win on. Uh, I really do believe it's, uh, it's the, the economy and and uh, and crime and safety. I yeah, think the, I, I've noticed uh, that with, with, with crime and safety, uh, as, as you mentioned, it, one of the biggest issues uh, for California based on, on some of the you know, topics that I've been hearing is, uh, you know, the number one thing is, is people don't want to, you know, uh, abortion is a major issue, yes, but they want to save the living yeah. also because so many people are getting shot in, you know, different incidents in California where you have basically gang wars and cartel wars that originally started in Mexico and, hey, they shifted over the border and you have, you know, this drug trade that is completely out of control. Uh, they've legalized it in order to increase taxes, but all they've done is increase arrivals at uh, the, uh, the, you know, uh, ERs of uh, uh, area hospitals because of how messed up yeah. the way they've implemented, uh, you know, something as simple as just, you know, uh, decriminalization. They turned into an opportunity for cr criminals to basically... Uh, create a whole new level of uh, of revenue streams, and they're not prosecuting right, people. Right. I think, and, and and it's sad that it's a Filipino American who's the attorney general there. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately, he doesn't seem to be doing a, a, a good enough job dealing with with crime. Yeah, yeah, you know, again, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, Rob Monta, uh, you know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm, I'm you know, I, I know a lot of friends that know him personally, love him to death. Uh, I can't stand his politics. I think he, you know, his, his Marxist ways are just really coming out. And I think if, if you know, in theory, you know, they're reimagining, uh, you know, crime, I think in the right circumstances, uh, you know, it could have worked. You know, it was just a big gamble. But, Everybody got crazy, you know. Once, once you shut down the economy, once you shut down the country, and uh, you create this environment, uh, you know, because of COVID, and, and you know, if I get that, but the effects of COVID is that people came out of COVID, they they became distrustful of everything. You know, they, they became distrustful of their neighbor. They uh, became distrusting of government. So, uh, you know, I think. That where now criminals, uh, you know, see an opportunity to uh, do crime, not get punished, and where you know, you know, innocent citizens just watch watch it happen, um, and or not only will they watch it happen, but they'll get their phone out and start videotaping, and it almost makes uh, some of these criminals, you know, stars. Uh, you know, if they get if, if it goes viral, uh, so I think there's there's just this whole bad effect of this reimagining of crime and again reimagining how we uh, uh, punish criminals. 
I think it backfired. I think it made uh, uh, the whole uh, state and the whole country crazy and unsafe. And I think if you know if Republicans really understand that, um, you know, we can really say, you know, do we do we want really want to pursue this this theory, and do we really want to see how far it'll go before it it gets better, if it will ever get better. It just seems like we need Batman, we need Superman, and we need uh, Wonder Woman uh, to come and save uh, Gotham. <laughs> we just we we really need something to save our cities. Yeah, and, we, we, we um, kind of need, uh, who, who's that guy, uh, Rex Navarrete, you know, we need Marites and the Super Friends, I guess, you know, basically right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and speaking, yeah, of, speaking yeah. of, you know, Filipino-Americans like, like Rex, and don't worry, I'm not going to go into SBC Packers uh, joke here, but, but uh, <laughs> you know, the, the last thing I'd like to wrap it up with, uh, you do know a lot of the Filipino-Americans who are running in different races throughout the United States. Uh, you are, in fact, you know, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, people who uh, helps other Filipino Americans. A lot of people don't know that about you, but, but basically you're all over the place. You're all over the country. They call you for advice. Uh, you know, they should donate when they do it. Hey guys, if you're calling Edwin to get a, uh, political advice, pay him. You know, <laughs> or at least throw some money in his campaign if you can. Uh, I hope you don't mind that. I just, I just had to say that. But but basically, uh, you know, very briefly, or or you know, take as much time as you like. Could you tell us and run down some of these Filipino Americans who are running? Uh, what are their chances? What do you think? Uh, there's a few, like Ron Falcone, who seem to be pretty good in their, in, in their yeah. races and others, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have a few. Yeah, you know, uh, you know we, we, and we should really be proud of people like Ron Falcone, who's running for, I believe, uh, state senate in, uh, in the state of Ohio. Uh, on, on the federal level, we have uh, uh, Baltazar Bong Federalizo. Uh, he's running for uh, U.S. Congress uh, in the 37th district uh, that was uh, recently uh, vacated by Karen Bass. So I think there's an opportunity there. Um, and uh, yeah, and we have several others on you know on the local level. I just can't think of their names right now. But we we have I think another uh, another Filipino candidate um, in the in the valley. I I believe he's running for uh, state assembly. Um, and somebody up and coming. To, uh, to look for is a guy named Rafi, um, uh, Rafi, what's his last name? Um, but he's 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 only 18 years old, uh, but he's a he's a high school he's a high school kid. He Rafi Rabukas, Rafi Rabukas is a high school kid, and he's just uh, a leader of a young American pack. Uh, so look out for him. And about I would say in about 10 years. Uh, after he goes to college and finishes his university studies, uh, that's uh, one person to look out for. So, uh, uh, and hopefully that will start a whole new wave of Filipino uh, Filipino Americans to get into politics and really uh, you know, help shape our country. You know, it's it's all about service. Uh, you know, we, we 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 know that when you are running or you're part of party events and and uh, the process. It's all about you know taking part and and uh, being part of that process that that keeps uh, America great. Uh, many people view the United States negatively uh, as conservatives, as Republicans. We view it a little more positively. Uh, I guess you could say we're the eternal optimists. Uh, I am optimistic that uh, you know one of these days I'm going to be calling uh, you know maybe a U.S. Senator uh, Edwin Duterte or U.S. Congressman Edwin Duterte. <laughs> 
and and you know we wish you all the luck in the world god bless you uh you're a dad thank you very uh, much how, how's being a dad now different uh writing the last time you I, I don't think your your uh son was born the last time you you uh, tried to run right yeah, yeah. The last time uh, we we just found out we were pregnant, uh, and uh, you know, and we had my son uh, right after the election. So he's, my son's about three and a half years old, and you know, having having a a child really uh, gives you a different view of not only life but how you want to uh, uh, create a path for uh, you know for for the next generation. So having a son really opened my eyes, and uh, you know, really wanted to. Uh, you know, motivate me to make make things better, not only on a professional level, uh, but uh, politic politically. Uh, you know, we just need to keep our our country uh, sane. We got to keep our country, uh, uh, you know, as democratic, uh, you know, as possible, uh, as well as really promote, uh, you know, new uh, the new generation to really embrace uh, the ideas of, of of America and really you know, keep promoting constitutional uh, values. Mr. Senator, or Mr. Senatorial Candidate, as, as we should say, write-in Senatorial Candidate in the state of California, Edwin Duterte joins us, and uh, we just want to know, uh, of course, uh, how do you feel on the eve of Election Day in California? Hey, Mike, I, well, I, on the eve of the primary, primary uh, last, day, uh, last day of the primary, uh, I feel very good. You know, I, I think uh, there is a, um, a movement.